You're listening to the New Beginnings Chiropractic and Life Coaching Podcast with Dr. John Baker, where we are dedicated to serving corrective care chiropractors, their staff, and mankind with multiple layers of excellent service, knowledge, and love as we continually inspire some of the happiest, most prosperous people in healthcare on our planet. Hello, 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 and happy Wednesday, March 30th. Uh, a shout out to my mom who's having a birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. And if we go back to the first two podcasts of this month, remember the very first one occurred on the 2nd of March, which was Ash Wednesday. The second one occurred on the 16th, which is the day before St. Patrick's Day. And today is occurring on my mom's birthday, but also in two days is April 1st. Think about April 1st often called April Fool's Day, celebrated on April 1st each year, has been celebrated for several centuries by multiple cultures, and its exact origins still remain a mystery. April Fool's Day traditions include playing hoaxes and practical jokes on others and often yelling April Fool's at the end to clue in the subject of the April Fool's Day prank. Think about that. Some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582, when France switched from the Julian calendar to the Georgian calendar. (laughs) Think about that. There's some tradition there. But why do I bring that up? Because it's going to be discussed. It's going to be discussed if we allow it to be discussed. But if we're obsessing on a tradition of excellence, if we're obsessing on representing excellence in all we do, I'm not 100% sure. I picture doctors and CAs playing jokes on people because it takes away from the thing we're supposed to do, which is what? Everything that allows us to serve more people with specific corrective care, Work less hours, make more money, have more fun. How focused will you be? How focused will you be? And when somebody plays an April Fool's on you, will it turn into a one, two, three or more minute discussion of laughter without turning into a referral statement? Share with me, how does that help the patient? And how does that help you serve more people? Work less hours, make more money and have more fun. You might say, Dr. B, did you ever have fun in practice? Talk to Dr. Herline. Talk to Dr. Nick Baker, who was with us for a year. Talk to anybody. We have more fun than anybody I know, but we had controlled fun because we stayed in control because we knew our job. We did our job. And our job was to serve more people so we could work less hours, so we could make more money, so we could have more fun. That was our job. Our job, our commitment to excellence was serving the human being in front of us and everybody they came in contact with. That's why referrals were never the biggest issue. The biggest issue was us keeping up with them. But we also did advertising. We also did screenings. We did whatever it took to serve more people, work less hours, make more money, and have more fun while representing excellence. Because folks, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, not just for an old man like me, but you doctors in your 20s and 30s as well, you need to look the part. You need to look the part. 
You know, in matters of style, swim with the current, but in matters of principle, stand like a rock. If you're not getting the referrals that you should be getting, number one, you're probably not representing excellence to a level that it's impressing the people around you. Number two, you're probably not directing. And remember, as a doctor, our job is to direct, not request. People don't pay us the kind of money they pay us to say, what do you think, doc? Well, I think it could be cancer. It could just be a bump, or maybe it could be a pinch nerve. Let's adjust it. Like we have to be decisive. We have to be the doctor, doctor. You know, be that, you remember that quote from Steve Jobs last time? Be that yardstick of quality because a lot of people are not used to an environment where excellence is expected. And I hope all you represent in your business, in your life, in your home, in your finances, in your relationship with your creator is excellence because anything less than that is less than that. Remember that. Perfection has to do with an end product, but excellence has to do with the process. And remember what we said, moral excellence comes about as a result of habit. We become just by doing just acts. I'm going to say that again. We become just by doing just acts. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. We become just by doing just acts. Temperate and doing temperate acts. And brave by doing brave acts. It's so interesting. You know, that's Aristotle. I'll put it all together for you. Aristotle, moral excellence comes about as a result of habit. We become just by doing just acts. We become temperate by doing temperate acts. We become brave by doing brave acts. If you really process that and you say, yeah, but I'm afraid of doing this. We all are. But the difference between somebody who's afraid and does it and somebody who's afraid and spends their life telling everybody how afraid they are, it's a big difference in results. That's all I can say. We all have fears. You know, we all have fears. You know, one thing that led me to many scary, scary expeditions in my life is I choked on a, a pretty simple expedition with my oldest son once. I just couldn't get myself up the backside half dome. My body froze. And for the next 20 years, I went on expeditions, taking myself in positions 100 times harder than that, you know. Why do, you, why do I share that with you? Well, because I don't want to sit in fear. I don't want to live in fear. And remember, when the mind is secure, it's in decay. I want to be green and growing. I want to, number one, blast through my fears. And then I realize fear is what? False evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's not real. You're not, half dome's not going to collapse and you're going to fall to your death. Now, you may do something stupid and fall, but that's different. So let's get back on excellence, see? I want you to think about some ideas like tenacity. You know, to make our way, we must have a firm resolve. We must have persistence. We must have tenacity. We must gear ourselves to work hard all the way. Never, ever, ever give up. See, being a top performer, whether it's in business, in the athletic field, or at home, requires grit and tenacity, as well as a continuous desire to become better. Tenacity is not about avoiding being overwhelmed, but being indomitable in the face of the overwhelming odds 
of your venture's failure. Think about that. You know, you could have so much fun living life. There's so many times when I've just chuckled in the last seven months because I brought a whole new improved John Baker, you know, 501. And it's so much fun. The other night I had dinner with six, Danielle and I had dinner with six other couples and it became pretty clear in a couple minutes just evaluating concepts, conversations, multiple residents' own lifestyles, that I was sitting at a table, think about that, a table, first of all, number seven couples, 14, a table, you know, where probably the lowest net worth at that table was probably over 25 million, and I'm sure the highest was closer to 300 to 400 million. And then on the way home, my wife was telling me about her girlfriend's husband, and we Googled him, and he's worth $1.76 with a B. I got to tell you, Danielle says, you don't talk much when we're out, but you seem to be the most popular guy. I say, I have nothing to add besides love, because this is a group of serious high performers. And if I can learn more about giving more to this planet, giving more to the humanity, giving more to you, giving more to my family, I'm not going to be talking. I'm going to be listening to people who give a lot more than me. See, if you look around your circle of friends and you're the top dog, there's a good chance that you haven't grown for a long, long time. It's pretty fun, in my opinion, to be the little little dog in the whole herd of dogs, the whole pack of dogs, and learn from the leaders, learn from the leaders. And that's what I'd share with you about excellence. If you really wanted to give an excellent consultation, there's a script just to give you an idea, but you've gotta be so concerned and connected that that person literally says, Dr. Meekum, I've only been in here for a couple minutes, but I can already tell you're my doctor. What's next? Now, sometimes they say it verbally and sometimes their face says it, but literally everybody should be feeling that. That's why for so many years I've told you, you get focused on the report of findings, the report of findings, and then you want to know about the financial. You're focused on the wrong thing. When day one is done properly, day two is incidental. It literally feels like this. Hi, John. Hi, Danielle. So, so glad that Margie referred you in and you took the initiative to be here. John, yesterday, when I was talking with your wife and she told me about her headaches and how her persistent back pain for over 30 years has been going on, she told me how she rode horses bareback since the age of two. I wasn't sure we could help her. So first of all, I wanna thank you for being here because you being here, the first thing I can share with you is we can help your wife, which means we'll help your family and certainly means we can help you. This should be the most interesting hour you've spent in a long, long time. And I promise I will have you out the door in less than an hour. Thanks for being here, John. You know. It's not about the financial. At that moment, John is literally saying, I didn't want to be here. I freaking love this guy. Thanks for bringing me. I cannot wait to see your x-rays. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. This is awesome. And when Danielle says at the financial, that's a lot of money, John says, that's not the issue. 
you're getting the care you need. Doc, can we get started today? See, when you do it right, when you prepare for excellence, when you live excellently, when you represent excellence, you never will be, well, I will say I'll never be excellent because I'm always working on being a little better and a little better. Do as good as you can until you know better. When you know better, do better. Just so you know, especially all the new doctors, new associate doctors we've taken in in the last seven months, you are well qualified to do what you do when you leave school. We're taking you to a whole nother level. Don't ever feel like your consultation was terrible. Don't ever feel like your report was terrible. If I give you one or two ideas and you implement them, the next one will be better. And then I listen to a recording, I give you one or two ideas, the next one will be better. And I've been listening to recordings of myself since 1985, which I realize is probably before most of you were even born, which is awesome, okay? But I gotta tell you, the only way to get better is to listen to your recordings and have a burning desire to be better, to be better, see? To be better, please, if you feel comfortable with this, never ever again ask a patient, how you doing? But also never ever again say, I've got it. Oh, you know, on the reports, I got it, but I need to go over the financial. It just tells us that we're not doing the greatest job sharing with you. And please don't ever feel bad that your report felt terrible. Now, if we go over it and we add something and then we listen to the next one, it's not there. And so we go over it again and we add something and the next one, it's not there. Don't be surprised if I ask you, what are you doing? What do you really want? Are you striving for excellence or are you just trying to get by? If you're just trying to get by, I'm the wrong coach for you and this is the wrong office for you. Flat out guaranteed. I accepted you and you accepted me because you said you were striving for excellence. Are you striving for excellence? Yes, Dr. B, well then from now on when we agree you're gonna do something, freaking do it. If you've been in the program 10 years and you still walk in and say, how you doing? Don't be shocked when I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just drag you to the pits. Don't be shocked. It's not for me. It's for the patients that aren't getting care. Because see, some of you think when they don't get care, it's a bummer. And some of you think when they don't get care, it's really sad, but there's a big transition from being a bummer and being sad and being disappointed and being aggravated to the real fact, and that is if that human being doesn't get the care they need, they will suffer more and they will die sooner. See, about a month ago, Dr. Nick Baker and Dr. John Baker were discussing during his consultation call, don't with all, all my heart, you're really great at what you do, but don't look at people not getting care as disappointing. It's not disappointing. Nick, it is death. It just doesn't happen in front of you. And it was such a blessing, you know, when Dr. John Baker is coaching Dr. Nick Baker for Dr. Nick Baker to go, whoa, I think I'm drifting too much towards realization of gain, which doesn't work. Thank you for reminding me. And you know, he says, thank you. And other people go, oh my God, that last time you were so mean to me. I gotta tell you, it's not about being mean to you. It's about caring more about humanity, possibly than you do, and quite possibly caring more about your success and your family's success than you do. 
Folks, if we're going to play the excellent game, let's play the game excellently. See, another thing we have to do is we have to be more thankful. We have to be more thankful. You know, I was looking at donation charts, and I, I got to tell you, this, this group, um, and it, it saddens me a little bit because it must have something to do with me, but this group, uh, 15 to 10 years ago in that five-year period, donated over a million dollars to charities. And I'm not sure outside of maybe a couple of us if I'm hearing much about people donating to charities. 12 years ago, people got together and bought me a Ferrari. And I'm not talking about that as a charity, but remember this, one person gives freely and grows all the richer, while another withholds what they should give and only suffers want. 15 years ago, Super Achiever Gold offices were collecting about $32,000 a month. Now we have offices regularly in the 150 to 200 range. And then every time somebody sets a record, you know, Miranda at Dr. Be uh, Meekham's office, I almost said Dr. Baker's office, I accept her as mine and me as hers. Uh, Miranda pops off of $350,000. Well, let me, let me not do that. Let me be exact. Miranda at Dr. Meekham's office pops off a $348,419.40 month. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you talking about, Baker? I'm talking about excellence. I'm talking about gratitude. I'm talking about why we're doing what we're doing. And I'll share with you, if we're not giving more, you know, when I see a doctor making probably taxable income of three, four, five, six hundred thousand a year, and I see his or her goal board that they're going to donate, you know, five thousand this year, I feel like I have to share with all of you. There's a lot more to give, folks. It's not just about getting. There's a lot more to give. There's a lot more to give. There's so much more to give. Maybe if we focused a little bit more on giving, we could help a lot more people, see? Think about the word gratitude. Think about the feeling of gratitude. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter the words, but to live by them, to live thankful. You know, when I think about at least the top 30 offices at New Beginnings, there's not a conversation, a text that goes by where it's not, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my God, my landlord did this, I'm so thankful. Oh my God, I did this for my neighbor, I'm so thankful that I could do it. Oh my God, my family just had our best vacation. I'm so thankful that you led us this way. Like, what I see a lot is thankfulness, and I'm sharing with you that happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but it's the parent of all others. God bless Baker out. Thank you for listening to the New Beginnings podcast. To learn more about New Beginnings and our three levels of coaching, head to our website at chiropracticlifecoaching.com. While you're there, be sure to grab our free PDF titled Directional Communication, where we'll give you simple step-by-step -step instructions that you can implement this week in your office 
to improve your doctor-patient communication so your patients will get the message and gladly pay for care. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Get ready to serve more people, work less hours, make more money, and have more fun.